I'm Alan McGoey and Alan McGoey. <laughs> I'm Alan Girding. He's Sean McCoy. Sean's not on this episode, so sorry. <laughs> I'm Alan Girding, and this is the Tuesday Night Podcast, the podcast that is all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and even under the gaming table. And this is a Zero episode. What is a Zero episode? A Zero episode is a great starting point for any of our new knaves. What the hell's a knave? So glad you asked that, too. A knave is what we call our listeners. So if you're listening to this right now, you're a knave. But we don't want you to have to listen all the way back to episode one, or zero even. We want you to be able to jump right into the action and feel like you've been listening all along the entire time. So any episode that ends in a zero, that's a zero episode. Boom. So hopefully after listening to this Zero episode, episode 180, you'll feel like you know everything you need to know to enjoy the podcast from here on out. So let's get to the basics. What is the Tuesday Night Podcast all about? Well, we said in the introduction, it's all about stories. We don't do game reviews. If you want game reviews, go somewhere else. Sure, we may share our opinion or two about some games that we've played, but that is not our primary objective. (laughs) No, 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 no. Our primary objective is to share the stories that we create while sitting across the table from our friends, family, and dare I say, enemies? Because this is a zero episode, I have an entire list of items that I think new knaves would find useful in convincing others that they've been listening to the podcast all along. It's a pretty extensive list, so I'll just jump right in. Alan Girding and Sean McCoy. Who the heck are those dudes? Well, I'm Alan Girding and my business partner is Sean McCoy. We're the two owners of the game company called Tuesday Night Games. What games have we made? Our flagship game, Two rooms and a boom. Yeah! Then we made Anthony Birch's World Championship Russian Roulette. That's game two. Game three, Matt Fantastics. That's not Lemonade. Most recently, we released a sci-fi horror role-playing game by Sean McCoy entitled Mothership. Our next game that we're planning on releasing is Jennifer Obuli's Toother Bear. Yeah! Hopefully we'll have demos of that available at Origins. Yeah, Origins is coming up in just a couple weeks from this podcast. What is our booth number? That's another great question. If you want to stop by, you should probably know the booth number. 645! 645. Come see us at Origins at 645. No, I don't mean come by our booth at 645 in the evening. It's not a time. It's a booth number. Meaning in the 600 row, you're going to find booth 645. And that booth, the Tuesday Night Games booth. And there, you can try out all the games that I just mentioned and more. What? Yeah, we have other things that we can do there. At the very least, come by and say, hey, thanks for the podcast, Alan. I'm a knave. Or are you a knight? Oh man, if you're a knight, you should definitely stop by. 
What the hell's a knight? <laughs> a knight is a knave that is upgraded by sending in their story. Any story from one minute to seven minutes, you can go ahead and send whatever crap audio you want to us. Podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. We will edit, polish, and then publish your story about board gaming on this podcast. And then we'll knight you so you can be a Tuesday night instead of a Tuesday knave. Remember, this podcast is all about the stories. So please... Send us all of your tall tales of the tabletop games today. Email podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com And that voice you just heard? That's Captain Chessbeard. He's our sound booth engineer. He lets me know if I'm going on too long, and he's telling me I should start telling you about the segments. We have various segments. This is our way of organizing what we're about to talk about. Those segments include interaction satisfaction, table talk, and topic time. What do each of those mean? Well, we can even start with interaction satisfaction if you like. So Captain Chessbeard, please, if you will, start the interaction satisfaction stinger. Howdy. It's time for Interaction Satisfaction. Shoot us your emails, your comments, or your questions. We'll do our best to answer them. Interaction Satisfaction is where we answer your emails. A little backstory first. In episode 176, I posed a question to the knaves, knights, and nobles alike. Oh, nobles, by the way, those are our guests. So if you're a knave and you send in a story, you become a knight. But if you're a guest on the show, you go right to noble. Anywho, in episode 176, I posed a question. The question was, what game is the emperor's new clothing to you? Meaning what game seems so popular to everyone else, but you feel like you're on crazy pills when you play it because you don't really understand what the hubbub is all about. I gave my own example of the mind. Real quick explanation for those of you that aren't familiar in how to play the mind. You take a deck of cards, those cards numbered one through 100, you shuffle them up and you deal one to each player. You play them in order without saying anything. You're supposed to read each other's minds and predict it. If you can do that successfully, do it again, except this time everyone gets two cards. Next round, three cards. You also get three lives. That's a quick and dirty explanation for how you play the mind. My argument for the mind is that it simply asks their players to mentally count to 100. Boom, done. Especially after someone plays that first card, then you have that pace set. One, two, three, four. You can listen to episode 176 to hear more of the grievances I have with the game. But man, did so many of you send in responses to that question. Unfortunately, not a single person ever sent in the response to what game is very popular that they don't understand why this game is so popular. Instead, every single one of those emails defended the mind as a good game. I got a bunch of emails and I'm just going to read one in particular that was pretty interesting. But each of the emails pretty much go, hey, I like the mind. Even Sir Weenie slash Ben Canellis wrote in saying, My wife really likes the mind, and her having fun while playing the game made me think, this is a pretty good game. Well, 
Let me read you this email from Dustin the Therapist. Alan, I really enjoy your podcast and love that you put so much enthusiasm into it. From the moment the intro music begins until the end, I find myself completely immersed. I listened to the episode when you express your thoughts on the mind and how it's your Emperor's New Clothes experience. I'm going to try to change your mind about the mind. I've used this game several times in my therapy office and found it useful in a number of scenarios. One session in particular stands out. I'll not mention names to protect the innocent, as well as my license to practice therapy. (laughs) Confidentiality, yo. The story. A young high school age boy was in my office and I just explained how to play the game. After two rounds, the young man appeared to feel more comfortable with this strange game. I'm sure he was curious about why his therapist had suddenly pulled out a game called The Mind while in therapy. I mean, the name of this game is a perfect fit for a therapy session, but seriously, we're just guessing who should go next. What's that all about? He is down to one card while I have two cards left. At this point in the game, I just stare at him. He's looking confused and makes awkward smiles back at me. I can tell he believes I should go next. I don't break my gaze and look as though I have no intention of laying down either of my cards. It only takes a few awkward seconds of this before he lays down with the number 98. I then show him my 78 and 93. We lost our final life at this point and the game was over. I asked him why he played as 98 and his response was, You were just looking at me and I thought I was supposed to go. This was an important moment because the whole reason he was in my office was because he had been making poor decisions at school because his friends wanted him to. They'd pressure him into situations and he'd take the fall. He was desperate for others to like him and truthfully, by doing these things, he wasn't getting more friends at all. He was being used by them. Who could blame him for trying it though? So we talked about our little game and why he felt he needed to show his card. We talked about the stack of 100 cards going from one all the way to 100 and that you're supposed to go in order and how unlikely it is that I had both the 99 and the 100 card. But yet, he took the chance and still played his 98 card. We examined his time with his friends and how they often put him in situations to show his cards when it simply doesn't make sense to do it. He understood the analogy and said it made a lot of sense to him. In this circumstance, it doesn't matter if we counted inside our head from 1 to 100 so we could somehow beat the game. I guess you could say we played a different mind game. My point is that this game provided a valuable set of experiences for several of my clients, and it also has been a lot of fun with my immediate and extended family, though admittedly, many of them may not be so good at counting in their heads. (laughs) Dustin the Therapist. Dustin, thank you so much for sharing your story. It would have made a great knave tonight's submission. I also want to thank everyone else who sent an email about the mind. I really hope I emphasized in episode 176 that my opinion of a game should totally not influence anyone else's enjoyment. I know that's a lot easier said than done because if I tell you you can just count to 100, it kind of destroys the game for so many people because that's exactly what they do. So for me, it's just a exercise until people figure out, oh, we should just learn how to count to 100. I will say that I did come up with a fix 
The house rule that I play, which does make the mind a pleasurable experience, is someone has to play a card every five seconds. It's interesting when you do it this way because then there is a pace, a metronome that people have to follow. But you don't use that metronome to count to 100. Oh, no, 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 no. Use that metronome to know that you have to play a card once it hits five. Oh, damn it. No one played their card. And what happens is a whole bunch of people end up playing their cards simultaneously at the fifth beat of the metronome. So you can get all of that same mind reading experience without just mentally keeping track of count. But anyways, Dustin's point and Sirweenie's point and pretty much everyone else who wrote in, they didn't really address that counting to 100 ruins the game. Instead, they provided anecdotal evidence of, well, we really enjoyed the game or we found it really fun in this circumstance. And don't let me take that away from anybody. But at the same time, did they know about counting to 100? And once you know you can just count to 100, is the game just as fun? So I guess I'll pose you with a new question, more specifically about the mind. In your experience, have you ever taught the game as let's just mentally count to 100 and use the cards to do so, and did you still have fun? Now, I know it's kind of a shitty thing to ask you to do because I think you're not going to have as much fun, maybe not fun at all. People think, well, this is stupid. And that was my experience before I even played the first game. When someone taught me this is how you play the mind, I instantly thought, so all we have to do is count to 100 in our head and just play down cards when our number comes up. Anyway. Go ahead, give that a try, and please write back in podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com and let me know if you still have fun with the mind. And I apologize if that ruins the fun of the mind, but keep in mind, you can always do the five-second rule. If five seconds isn't enough time, make it 10 seconds. If that's not enough time, make it 15. The point is, you can't make the period of time so long that you could just count anyway. Let me know. That's interaction satisfaction, baby. What else do I have on the list of things that new knaves should know? Oh, elevator pitches. Elevator pitches are our way of explaining a game within one minute. But don't explain the rules of the game. No, explain the spirit of the game. We challenge a lot of our guests to do so when they're on the show. They hate it because not only are you supposed to give this pitch in 60 seconds, but we also give you a character that you need to try. Imagine... Christopher Walken, trying to explain Settlers of Catan. Because you see, your father, he carried this robber up his ass for five years before, boom, he put it on my sheep. We also usually start those elevator pitches by saying, ding me, SBJ. So why do we say that? Well, SBJ was the first host of this podcast before he died or got married or got too busy doing his podcast, It's Super Effective, the best and greatest Pokemon podcast of all time. So check out It's Super Effective if you want to hear the original host of this podcast, SBJ. (laughs) Someone else you may want to know is Lindsay Road, or as I call her affectionately, Buttface McGee. She's my best frenemy in all the world. We play the game Assassin at every convention. What is the game Assassin? We try to sneak up on each other and slit each other's throats. Not with real knives and actual death involved. No, it's just 
a stupid game we play, and then our friend Isaac Vega decided he'd join in the game Assassin as well. So pretty much if there's a show, like Origins coming up, booth 645, you can best believe that I will be trying to assassinate Lindsay Rode and Isaac Vega as they will both be trying to assassinate me. Of course, I shouldn't fail to mention that there is a revolution going on against this podcast in the form of the B-Team. That's right. Probably in every five episodes or so, I'm unavailable. I'm too busy running conventions, trade shows, or maybe I'm doing my day job in Cleveland being a professor of psychology, and I'm too busy doing that. Regardless, I'm not available. Business partner Sean McCoy is not available. We don't have guests. And that's when the B-Team takes over. I'm talking about B-Team Will, Logan Jenkins, and Dungeon Master Greg. Is their revolution succeeding? I don't know. I don't know. But I think so, because I'm getting more and more emails that aren't intended for me. Instead, they're intended for the B-Team. That's right. In fact, if you do a Nave Tonight submission, you don't even have to be knighted. Instead, you could become a comrade of the B-Team Revolution. And has that happened? Yeah, it has happened. But you'll have to listen to a B-Team episode from this point on, because I'm not going to make some Nave into a comrade. That's their job. I, I mean, if I'm really honest, I kind of wanted to join the revolution, but I guess that's not a thing. You can't, like, join the revolution against yourselves. They don't want me. It's fine. It's fine. I have, I have all of you, right? That's, that's all that really matters is that, is that someone likes me. I'm married, so hopefully my wife likes me. So even if you don't, you can... But B-Team episodes, that's every five episodes around there. So check it out. And they're labeled B-Team, so you can just check it out. I'm rambling. Let's end this thing. I, th I think I covered most things. Let me look at this list. I talked about Alan, Sean, what Tuesday Night Games is, B-Team, SPJ, Lindsay Road. Sir Weenie is Ben Canals, game designer, Interaction Satisfaction. Oh, sponsors. I have to talk about how we're sponsored by the Game Crafter. Sponsors, yay! Thank you for sponsoring us. Send us free stuff or money, and we'll talk about your stuff, but only if we like it. <laughs> hey, Alan. Yeah, Alan? Uh, I need some advice, Alan. No problem. Um. Flattered that you came to me, Alan. Well, you are the best, Alan, at giving advice. Really? You think so? Uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, you've really given some gems. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. No problem. What's your question there, Alan? Um, I'm designing a game, and I want it to look sweet as hell. What should I do? <laughs> I know you know this, Alan. You're just shilling for thegamecrafter.com. That's right, thegamecrafter.com. If you want to make your own games at home or even sell them on their website as your own indie game publisher, you can do so. Just go ahead and upload your cards at thegamecrafter.com. But Alan, what if I'm not really good at art or cards. What if, what if I don't have the skills necessary? I'm just a game designer, Alan. I'm not an artist. <laughs> Alan, calm down. Because they have plenty of resources available to you at thegamecrafter.com to make you go from feeling like a zero to a game-creating hero. That's right, Alan. Relax, just dive on in. Check it out for yourself. <laughs> Alan, that's some really good advice. I know, I know, but so do you, and so do I, and so do we, and so do us, right? Yeah, this is weird. Let's end it. Ha! Gamecrafter.com!
the last thing on my list to get knaves to be the naviest knaves they can possibly be is describing how we end the show. We end every show by saying the word finished. But also, we ask that you send us all of your emails and knave tonight submissions podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. We also would love it if you would follow us on all the social medias at PlayTKG. Doesn't matter if you're on the Instagrammers or the Facebookers or the Twitters. You just go at PlayTKG and boom, you found us. That'd be great. And pound the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this, whether it be through SoundCloud or iTunes. And if you are listening on iTunes or any of those programs, if they allow you to review, please give us all the stars you think we deserve. I'm a little biased, but I think we deserve all the stars possible. And last but not least, share the shit out of this show. Tell all your friends, family members, make it your mantra when you're meditating. Hmm, Tuesday Night Podcast, you should listen to it. Mm, whatever it takes, because I want listeners like you to become knaves like you. Yeah! And I think with that being said, this episode is... Finished. On the next episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast, listen to Alan's nightmare travels when he tried to get to San Francisco for Kublai Khan. Also, don't forget, Origins Booth, 645.